Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, welcome back. It is Trainwreck tonight, 3.30 Super Bowl to Super Lowell, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. Lot to get to tonight, even though there's not much going on of much import in the sports world. Uh, we got obviously another Sabres loss. We got the Lola Sports right now. We got Tiger and Josh Allen teaming together. We've got a lack of acknowledging greatness. We got a lot going on. We'll catch up with Ben Metaferi of Just Edition, as well as Johnny Lazarus of many outlets, fresh off covering the stadium series this past weekend. So without further ado, let's Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda falls and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves. The ovens clean themselves. You don't. Folks, welcome back here on Trainwreck tonight, 3.30, February 19th, 2024, sponsored by Outlet Liquor, your place to buy a case now, tomorrow, any day in 2024. They've got it. And speaking of it, we are in it, folks. The lull. The lull. After the Super Bowl, nothing really matters for a little bit. You got NBA. You got NHL. Do any of these NBA and NHL games feel like they have High consequences? No. The NHL All-Star Game feel like a big deal? Not not really. The NBA All-Star Game feel like a big deal? No. You got people last night saying, who cares? Nobody cares. They won by like 30, the one side. Nobody plays defense. These All-Star Games did it to themselves. The only one that really matters is the MLB All-Star Game. That's when you get people trying their hardest still. But mostly even then, it's just pitchers versus fielders at that or pitchers versus hitters at that point with the way that the home run has evolved in the game. Uh, but again, point being here, we're in a little bit of a lull till probably about a week and a half, two weeks from now uh, when conference action really starts to grind in 
in college basketball in that March area. You'll start to get those stretch runs for the NBA and the NHL as well. Uh, so we just got around that corner. And speaking of around in the corner, let's talk about it in college basketball. Uh, we got three teams of import as far as train wreck sports goes. And we'll start the first one uh, that's not at the hometown team. Start talking Syracuse women's basketball. Coach Jack, Coach Jack, DeAsia Fair, Georgia Woolley doing their thing over at Cuse up into the top 20 of the AP rankings, their highest ranking in almost half a decade. So shout out to them. Uh, everyone knew they would turn that program around quick. So kudos to them and shouts. I'm going to be very exciting to see what happens if they can get a massive at large berth or if they could win the ACC there could be very interesting, but not as interesting, but just as, or not as interesting based on where they are, but just as interesting based on the situation. Does that even make sense? is the UB women's team grinding, finding ways to win, finding all kinds of different ways to win. And then, uh, you know, you just have one of the top scorers in the nation to throw in. You ever, you know, you care about that Chilia Watson, I believe pronounce, I pr forgive my mispronunciation if it's there, but worth checking out, worth making a trip to alumni arena for to see this women's team. And unfortunately, uh, coach Helkovich in his first year, uh, George is just having some struggles. Uh, UB is finding a way to fight. They're finding a way to compete. They're not finding a way to win games on the men's side. Uh, but that's our college basketball action. And obviously that'll be ramping up as we get into the spring. And again, probably a week or two, a week and a half, seven, you know, eight to 10 days from now, that'll be when the college basketball season really hits into overdrive. Speaking of overdrive, speaking of be in it, in it, but it's actually the shit are the Buffalo Sabres. A big loss today. It's a big loss when you're at home always, and it's a big loss when you lose to a team that you're minus 200 of. That's pretty rare for the Buffalo Sabres. They fall at home 5-4 to four to the Anaheim Ducks. Just a pathetic uh, outcome. I wouldn't say a pathetic effort. Um, in the postgame, pretty telling that uh, Coach Don Granado could be out of answers here. Uh, he says it's all going to come back at some point as far as the Sabres scoring. And you can see that. I, that makes sense in theory. Right, you get way better on the defensive side. You tell anybody Uko Pekka has played the way he has this year, they're gonna be encouraged, they're gonna be enthralled, they're gonna be excited. But unfortunately, the scoring has not been there at any point for any consistent rate for the Sabres this year, and that's where they are where they are at the bottom of the standings and basically out of the playoff race entirely before we're halfway through February. So that's unfortunate. And it seems like the Sabres are losers. Seems like the Sabres are bums. Seems like Don Granado's day is certainly could be numbered. Unless within the organization, their whole goal was let's get better on defense and go into uh 24, 25. But that wasn't what they were saying at the beginning of the year. The narrative was playoffs. The expectation was playoffs after where you left off last year. So very upsetting performance. And again, I say this, the Sabres are losers. I'm not pointing out anybody. I'm not pointing out how frustrated I am with Connor Clifton. I'm not, you know, pointing out how frustrated I am with Eric Johnson, you know, um, they're just losers as a whole. When they find ways to score goals, they can't stop allowing goals. When they can't, when they don't allow too many goals, they can't score any. So they're just finding a way. They are finding a way this year. The Sabres certainly are. Um, and speaking of finding a way, Terrell Dotson and Daquan Jones had a interesting little uh, back and forth on social media last week. We won't spend too long on this, but it was just surprising. You don't see too many players, especially under the current administration, uh, going off on social. That was more Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie's gig. Uh, but T Dot talking about you know potentially getting Daquan to pay for his Twitter verified, uh, and Daquan rightfully talking about Greg Thompson and his extension numbers. So super exciting there. 
Speaking of which, super exciting. Let's get to our one-on-one with Justicians, Ben Mattaferi, and all they have going. Ben Mattaferi, better known as Benny Hanna Dishon. Sir, welcome back to the program. Long time, no talk. This guy. It's been long enough you pronounced my last name wrong. That's crazy. Uh, what's the actual pronunciation? Madaffer. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Speaking of mistakes, you guys haven't been making any over addition. It has been amazing. I feel like, you know, I was, we were talking the pre-show, like it's been just a crazy evolution of everything you guys have going on there. I mean, you know, it goes without saying the last couple of years, the office space, the evolution of the brand. Take me through just everything that's going on in the tornado that is dishing the last couple of years up until these last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had some crazy uh, projects, crazy collaborations. All the fellas have just been killing it. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty nuts. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me over the past few years has been um, the way everybody's like individual um, skill sets have grown, and the 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 stuff they've been able to do, whether that's, you know, Nick with some of his solo stuff, some of the studio stuff over there at Legacy House. Shout out to the Legacy House bunch of beauties. Um, you know, and then seeing how we can take stuff like that people learn in that setting, apply it to what we're doing and try and grow, get better, move, you know, keep working up the, the ladder as they say, bigger, better projects, growing awareness of the brand, making great connections. Um, so seeing a lot of fruits of the labor of just really hard work for, you know, no pay in a lot of, a lot of cases, just, you know, everybody just really working hard. It's been amazing to be a part of it and see all the growth and just, I guess the biggest thing, I, like I said, how, how everybody's individuality, you know, always evolves and changes and still some way contributes to, to the big picture of the whole for us. Seriously. I mean, you're the fruits of your labor are ripe over addition, Bill. I want to talk though. Let's uh, you know, cause I'm kind of just kind of getting the timetable for me player. We met like five years ago. We're doing, you know, shows at hardware for, for meaningless spring sabers games, how, how, how things change. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But with that yeah. said, what, you know, if you could look ahead to now from back then, you know, spring 2019, what would surprise you most about where you are now? What would maybe not surprise you the most? What would be expected? Um, I mean, just to have what feels quick for me, I guess. Um, the growth as far as like our office space and our storefront being right downtown is is so cool. Um, you know, and just all the different things we're able to do there. A lot of people may have seen, oh, we just got a custom bubble hockey set in there. Shout out to Super Checks. We'll probably be running some tournaments there. If anyone wants to pop by, show off what they got on the sticks. But uh, is, is, yeah. is it fully operational at HQ? Fully operational. Okay. I, I saw they were delivering, doing the install. Who who had the first matchup? Uh, I think actually me and Maddie did. And I, I again, now he beat me. He has since beat me in the last head-to-head match we've had. But the first two, um, one being which when we toured the uh, facility there at um, ICE and uh, the folks at Superchecks taking us a nice tour over there out in beautiful Clarence, New York. Um, And I got to test it right when they were done putting the bubble on, hooking the guys up. They let us test it right there on the factory floor, and I scored the first goal on it there. 
And I did the same thing when we got it into the shop and set it up. I, I've got two first goals on on the bad boy, so I feel good about myself. Did you, did you stop the game and, and put your, you know, jersey in the rafters, like, right at that moment? I mean, it was ceremonial, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it was a big deal. It wasn't as big of a deal hearing, seeing that beautiful customized thing right in the shop there. Trainwreck Sports logo on it, right on there. Oh, yeah, we are. We're on the, uh, the ice there. You know, that's funny because... In the grand scheme, a bubble, you know, the bubble hockey with, you know, your dish and branding and everything, you know, I wouldn't say it's like crucial to the overall business's success, but how crucial is that to the vibe? I mean, because I think all of you kind of had that as a goal to kind of get that item and get that going, right? Yeah, that was that was in the talks for a while. Maddie crushed the design. Um, you know, everybody else that chipped in and design work on that, Chad, Jared, all the boys. Um, it was a... Uh, it was a really cool thing. It took a lot of time, you know, Matt really had to work at it, you know, the budget thing too. Like, you know, those things are, are cool pieces of technology. And I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of fee being paid out to Rick Jenneret, you know, even Doug Allen, those guys, um, because dude, the hearing the, the Jenneret commentary, the anthem, like the old school way, how we grew up through the bubble hockey. It's it's so nostalgic because it's like a nostalgic game too. So it's just overall, it was so much fun. The whole top to bottom. Shout out to Super Checks again too. Their crew was fantastic on that tour. Shout out to Super Checks and shout out to the Dishing crew. Again, like we're talking, continue to evolve. So again, we go from like running pop-ups in spring 2019 and hardware to now we've got our own line with the Chicago Blackhawks. What was the like craziest, most chaotic part of that process? Oh, um, the entire thing. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, the entire thing, but the crazy part was being in like, uh, being in a, in a suite in a different arena was really cool. Um, the United center, just seeing all the banners or like, you know, the bulls, you know, Jordan and everything, seeing that all the other history with the Blackhawks, and then you look at like the banners and then you're looking at like a side advertisement on the Jumbotron and it's got the, you know, the merch right there, our logo right there. It was special, man. Um, and to have all the guys there too, to share it with all the boys was, I mean, it's always the best part, right? Um, just when, you know, it's, it's still tough right now um, not to not have every single person full time, but you know, we're day by day, we're getting there. So to be able to share such massive moments like that with the whole group is, is the best part for sure. Absolutely. It's a big win and we're stacking wins. Now I got to ask, cause I consider myself on the inside of the dish and circle, but I know we're still rolling with like just dishing.com. The, the social, the socials are still just dishing, but it seems like we've made a transition to dishing. Is this like when when P Diddy went to just Diddy, is that is this kind of like the we're making like the Facebook to Facebook? Is this the is this the leap we're making with Dishin? Yeah, um, you know, more more streamlined, I guess. Um, it just just it's it's a fashion thing, it's a creative thing. You're always evolving creatively and your next steps and everything you want to do. So um, yeah, I, I just think that's something we're we're trying going forward here. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the just edition time, that was, it was a different chapter, I guess, in our story as, as a brand, as a company. And, um, you know, while everything's still basically the same, it's just 
creative direction and, and our vision for the brand overall, seeing the game differently, keeping that flair going. And, um, you know, yeah, like I said, just the, the next evolution of, of our story. I love it. I love it. Love evolving, level evolution. Uh, speaking of which, 2024, what are the goals? What can you tell me? What can people expect from Dish in, in this uh, remaining 10.5 months we got in this year? Um, definitely going to have some big announcements on some things that we def- we just can't quite talk about yet. It'll be, be known in good time. Um, some very exciting things on the skate skin side, on the Dish side too. Um, more collabs more cool merch pieces that, you know, it's, it's not, it's always the same with us in, in some way or shape or form. We're going to, we're going to drop some cool clothing. We're going to be trying some stuff out and we're going to be working with some awesome other creators too. Cause I, we all, we love doing that. We love the collaborations, you know, local businesses, you know, other countries, whatever it is, creative, cool things, seeing stuff differently, seeing hockey differently whatever sport i mean we're, we're open to so much um we, we can't wait for this next year there's there's a few things in the works um for sure and uh we'll be we'll be putting it out in due time for sure can't wait folks stay tuned coming soon there from dishon and we're wrapping it up here with ben madaferry is that madaferry madaferry oh did i get Madaffery. it i got it madaferry madaferry i got there i got there, there i felt go. it out but speaking of feeling it out, uh, we're feeling out a lot of pain right now with the Sabres. Looking like we're going to extend our uh, NHL long drought. Any thoughts? Any input? Um, man, it's where do you start? Um, I uh, I can't believe we're here again. Um, you know, it's tough going from missing by one point last year, thinking that that corner was going to get turned and they just, they haven't really got, it feels like they haven't gotten off to the, they still haven't gotten off to the start we were hoping for. Like, we're still just kind of waiting. Usually, even if you remember back in, like, the the False Hope Eichel era teams, where they would rip off, like, an 8, 9, 10, 11 game win streak, they were good for one year. Where we have been just so right down the middle. Eight and eight playoff NFL team right now, like no playoff, but you know what I mean, like that. Eight yeah, eight can't win, team. can't win three in a row. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Those 2018, 2019, even the first Ralph Kruger team started nine, one, and two. No such yeah. hope from this squad. With that said, if they kind of keep going on the trail, they are. Are you are you fire Granado, fire Adams at the end of the year, or where you at? Um, I that's a tough one. Um. I'm definitely less interested in – because, I mean, if you make it through the season and you don't make a coaching change, because, I mean, you see what happens with teams around the league when coaching changes are made. Look at the Oilers. You don't have to look much further than that. Why is there another team I can't think of that I feel like made a coaching change? The Blues, right? St. Louis yep. Blues was one of them. And now they're right on the cusp of a playoff spot. They're like we were last year. And nobody expected that from them. So, I don't know. I think, I mean, are you going to start to look at Adams? Sure. I mean, but what has he been? Draft and develop. You know, some of his draft picks have been, you know, some of the the, the added contribution you're getting with Jack Quinn in and out of the lineup, unfortunately. Um, 
is Zach Benson, and nobody expected him to make the roster. So at some point, I think you got to look towards the, the GM and who's bringing the players in. I think if you haven't made the coaching change at this point or made moves to make the team better, I don't know. Is is a coaching change in the summer what they need? Maybe. I don't know. I, I you know, I think there's proven track record when, you know, a team that you expected to make a jump doesn't make the jump and you let the coach go and bring somebody else in. You've seen it have success around the league. It happens every year. Why it's different here, I don't know. Um are we paying too many coaches to um paying too many coaches to, to not work right now? You know, just past mistakes, if you will. I don't you know, that's that's just things you think about as a fan. Um love love the Sabres. They're my favorite sports team in the world. I want them to be great. I want cup banners in the stands. It's just it's a tough one this year. I you know, I don't know if it's the day after the Chiefs win again that I feel like I'm in this never-ending loop you know what i mean it does it does feel never-ending especially with the way this year has been with like you said so middling absolutely an eight and eight team this year but hey we are going to end on a positive note here on trainer say i am absolutely positive that your eyelashes are breathtaking right now (laughs) yeah yes and thank you very much for all the breathtaking stuff from dishin check them out just dishin they're streamlining they're getting it done here in 2024 if you haven't heard of them you're living under a rock but make sure you check them out Ben, thank you for joining us again, sir. And make sure to go have a good night now. All right, folks. Always great to hear from Justice and all going on over there. Speaking of which, um, this weekend, this past week, uh, whether it was Sabrina Ionescu, again, pronunciation, not my strong point, uh, beating or competing with Steph Curry, plain and simple in the three-point competition, or... Caitlin Clark achieving, you know, a woman's record. What is going on with our society where it feels like these things have to be analyzed? What happens like, you know, when something big happens in the wrestling world, you don't talk over it. When you get a big return, when you get a big moment, you just let it breathe in. Why do we have, you know, these people who have to criticize or not criticize, but it's like categorize even more so than anything. Well, this doesn't count because of this. This is important because of this. You have, I think it was Jay Williams saying that, you know, he wouldn't consider Caitlin Clark greatness. When you watch Caitlin Clark, how do you think of anything but greatness? And then you have Kenny Smith on the on the other broadcast, you know, saying, well, Sabrina, like, you know, the rules were set. The rules were set. I don't get like it was great to watch. It's great to watch as a sports fan. When you watch as a sports fan, you're watching a woman beat a man in a three point competition. That's exciting. That's entertaining, especially when it's at the WNBA and NBA level. When you're watching a woman's you know, college players set an all-time record. That is greatness. I, again, I don't get why we have such difficulty with it as a society, like modern day. We have to categorize it. We have to look for some little thing instead of just letting it breathe. Just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Okay, folks? Um, and so you letting it breathe. That's what we've been doing behind the scenes here at Trainwreck Sports. I uh, just want to get things kind of up to date there. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done a check-in. A lot of, you know, turnover in the past year. You know, a year ago at this time, we had Captain. We had Degenerate Ale. Uh, we had many more, but, you know, we've lost some of the big pieces. But what's been really crazy is the way the big pieces have stepped up. So that's why I think if you look at some of our numbers year over year, I mean, even though, you know, we've lost big pieces, it's surprising at the progress we've made. And the reason we have made that progress is because of all the awesome work going on to the Pay the Bills pod with Micah, Partham, 
Wake Jockins and Co. You got all the awesome stuff going on at Crossing Swords with Gatesy, Intern Vinny, Dwayne, and all that. You got Slick holding down Degenerate Danger Zone. You got Producer Don doing it all behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, whether it's a lunchtime lock or whether it's an amazing, you know, graphic getting up there. So it's just been awesome to do that. And then complimentary behind the scenes. Uh, you know, you got Mike Bunt, you know, re joining the train. It's been awesome to get him with some posts and here and there and seeing some of his opinions, some of those bunt takes. Um, and then you have intern Carson uh, doing his first show uh, with the pay the bills pod this past week. Uh, he's been a part of uh, he was a big part of our Picasso's playoff push. So it was awesome to see him there and hopefully getting him more involved into the spring, but uh, it's full systems go here at trainer sports. And it's awesome to see um, super exciting and we'll see exactly where it leads us into the spring. Again, we got the lull right now, but we've got the Buffalo bracket coming up. We've got potentially pop a shot on the horizon. We'll see if we can get enough entries to get that going, but it's full systems go. This train never stops. And speaking of that, let's go to a man who knows a lot about that. Johnny Lazarus. We have a former train passenger himself, but he had a huge weekend going through the stadium series. Let's get him in here. Mr. Johnny Lazarus, J Lazzy 23 on X. And I got to get this off host slash analyst at NHL and at daily Faceoff. content at bleacher report, open ice betting for VSIN live covering with the blue crew pod and college hockey analyst at Nesson. My man, you are like the Daenerys Targaryen of media members. Now you've, you've stacked these titles quick. I'd say I'm still a passenger, though. Uh, don't kick me off the train. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> no, you're never off the train, but I know your priorities are obviously in these and all these awesome uh, gigs we got going on here. But welcome to the show, sir. I know you had a big weekend. Let's get right into it because I know, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot, but you're covering the Rangers. We have the stadium series, an absolute classic game. And you were posting out the memes in the first period that the Rangers do not give up this team. There's no quit in New York. And there there was none yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was more complimenting the Rangers for having resilience or kind of just trashing the Islanders for blowing leads. Uh, depends on how you want to look at it. I was more so just kind of, you know, keeping hope that the Islanders would find a way to ruin that game, which they did. So uh, were the Rangers gifted a couple power plays? Maybe. Am I going to complain about it? No. Um, but, man, what a hockey game. What a weekend. Uh, I wasn't at the Devils-Flyers game Saturday, but – you know, got to partake in everything yesterday at MetLife Stadium. And, um, you know, the NHL knocked it out of the park. It was an 11 out of 10, you know, 150,000 plus people going to back-to-back hockey games. It's just, you know, you hear all the talk about the NBA in-season tournament and how great that was. And, you know, the NHL regular season means a lot and you don't need to have an in-season tournament to make it matter more. But when you have two outdoor games like that where, you know, it's the typical two points that an NHL regular season offers, but you know, deep down that game means more. So um, it was just a spectacular day and, uh, you know, a, a magical finish. And man, it was just an unbelievable weekend. So it, it was a lot of fun. I was going to say, you're saying they might have been complaining about the power plays. I don't think anyone was complaining about that awesome game, that awesome finish. And obviously Rangers fans were happy. Uh, speaking of being happy, um, I'm a little pissed that this isn't doing more view numbers because the numbers are on X are amazing, but you obviously have had the privilege of covering the Rangers. You've been on a heater, asking some great questions, questions and baiting a lot of feedback from the fans. And you got an amazing response from the, what the bread man. I'm sorry. I, I'm not yeah, up yeah. on the New York. League. Is, that, is that the bread man? Uh, Artemi Pernier uh -huh. yesterday. And you said 
in your tweet, I can honestly say that after every question I've asked at this point in my career, <laughs> this is the one I am most proud of. So that was a big feeling. There was, that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure you're putting on that tweet when you fired it up and the numbers delivered. Well, okay, so I I don't know if the question necessarily was the best question I've asked, but the emotion and the response was just what made it everything. And that's kind of what I've learned in this career too. It's, you know, not every question is going to be the home run that you think it is. And and maybe the questions that, you know, you don't think will, will hit home actually do, you know, I thought that one would be good, but just the way that, uh, you know, bread and, and Mika responded to it is kind of what made it such a powerful question. I thought, and, you know, a lot of the questions were about the game itself, but, you know, I think just being there and, and I've been at a lot of outdoor games and just to me, they're not about the actual game. Like it's it's really about everything that comes into it. And, you know, there are a lot of people who maybe don't watch a typical regular season Ranger game that tuned in yesterday because of the spectacle and because of where it was and because of who the opponent was. And yes, the hockey game definitely delivered. It, it was, you know, one of the best regular season hockey games I've ever watched. But the fact that the guys like, you know, plan in advance what they're going to wear, how they're going to enter the stadium, um, you know, the amount of people that are there, the intermission performance, the New York Jets and New York Giants being there. It's just a lot. And it's it's that much better when the game is as good as yesterday's game was. But, you know, for two guys that aren't from here, that aren't NFL fans, at least to my knowledge, you know, I haven't talked to Panarin and Mika about being in NFL stadiums or you know, watching the Super Bowl or watching NFL teams play. So I was curious to hear their perspective on what it was like compared to what they're used to in Europe. Um, you know, obviously Mika hails from Sweden and Panarin hails from Russia. So, you know, I wanted to get their thoughts on just the overall day and uh, everything that goes into it. And I think that's what makes these outdoor games so special is that everything is catered to the area it's in. You know, we, we saw in the Winter Classic, Seattle, the fishermen, um, you know, the the Elvis costumes, like the guys just have fun and, and take pride in the cities they play for. And, uh, you know, I thought the Rangers, um, Devils, Flyers did a really good job of that. The Islanders obviously were all business, but uh, it was just an awesome day. It seemed like an absolutely awesome day. And obviously for more awesome days, make sure you're following Jay Lazzy 23 doing a lot of great stuff over in the account and talking about that great stuff. So now we got the analyst for Visa. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, just this season. I started, um, you know, in like September. So uh, this is the first okay, year I'm okay. doing that. So I just yeah. want to make sure anything that happened during bill season, by the way, gets eclipsed for me. So anything that happened, I get like kind of a, a waiver for not noticing that. So that's my one excuse there. But I'm looking over because I want to talk to you. Obviously, I mean, this NHL Stanley Cup picture is wide open. Nobody knows, uh, you know, your side of things with the Rangers, I think, better than you, obviously, with the Blue Crew pod and everything. I'm looking at the Rangers, what, top eight odds here for the Stanley Cup finals or, you know, to, to make a run in the finals. Um, you know, if I followed you and I paid attention to one thing about this Rangers team, though, it seems like the biggest dilemma, and just correct me if I'm wrong, is that Quick has been better than Shesterkin for like the last like couple months, almost what, months, like six to eight weeks at least. And that seems like the biggest schism amongst the fan base. Am I crazy? Pretty much, uh, but it's been a little bit back and forth because quick didn't have his best game in his last start uh on thursday but again it's it's you know it's still clear that Igor's the guy here but it's it's kind of become of you know a conversation of you know do you just give quick more games you know as opposed to igor playing two to one ratio wise 
So, yeah. you know, Quick has definitely earned more ice time, I, th- I think, and I, I would say most Ranger fans agree with that. But I think at the end of the day, everyone knows Igor's still the guy. But but it's just, you know, giving Quick more of an opportunity because he's earned the right to have that. So I'm looking at, I mean, across all the boards, you know, whether it's Visa and FanDuel, I mean, you got the Avalanche at like 7 to 8 to 9 to 1. You got the Oilers in the same spot. You got the Panthers around like 10 to 1, 9 to 1 in most spots. Then you have the Rangers, 11 to 1, 10 to 1, 9 and a half to 1. Uh, do you think this Rangers team, you posted a clip today, I believe, and you said this this clip makes me believe they can win the Super Bowl. Are they good value for, or sorry, the Stanley Cup? Are the they good Super value Bowl. for the Stanley Cup? I, I mean, let's face it, Super Bowl in the mind. But with the value, do you think that's good value for the Rangers for the Stanley Cup? Well, 10 to 11 to 1. I mean, anything 10 to 1 is good value, right? I, I'd say that's a you know, fair bet. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, for the Rangers, it's it's wide open in the Eastern Conference. The only team that's a real threat right now in the East is, is the Florida Panthers. They're the only team that has it really put together right now. So, you know, last year it seemed pretty wide open in the West just because, like, the East was such a dogfight. Um, you know, you didn't really know who was going to come out of it. And, and this year it's kind of flip-flopped where, you know, the West is just – it's so strong. Like, there are six teams in the Western Conference you can think of that have a real shot at winning the Stanley Cup. But in, in the East, it's really just the Florida Panthers that stand out. And, you know, any team that's playing well enough to compete with Florida like the Rangers are right now, you know, it's it's pretty up in the air in the East. So for the Rangers, yeah, I think it's, you know, if you look at their roster on paper, is it the best roster in the NHL? Like, maybe not. But just with the way the Eastern Conference is lined up right now, I think it's pretty fair to say they have a good shot at making a run. Okay, I like that. And let's face it, Igor gets hot and anything can happen. You got the uh, the, the firepower on the other side to complement that. Uh, speaking of complimenting that, so obviously you got the V-Sync gig. Uh, any current future or bet outside of hockey that you're targeting that you love right now? I know I know you dabble a little bit in the tennis side of things from time to time. I, I like tennis, uh, but there, there's, I feel like there's nothing really going on outside of hockey right now or, or not much till you know, like March Madness time. That's when things kind of, you know, kick in full motion a little bit. Um, I dabble with like a, you know, an NBA 20 point scorer parlay every now and then when I, when I watch some NBA, but you know, I don't, I don't really uh, take too much. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch other sports that much, um, but I did hit chiefs money line in the Super Bowl, which was nice. Okay. That's always a good hit. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm really just homes, hockey. Clearly. Really just hockey. Like, for the most okay. part. Hey, a specialist. I like that. I like yeah. that. And speaking of which in the land of Lazarus. So Johnny, I mean, you know, there's been a lot in your life that you've been achieving these last, you know, what, 18 to 20 months, a lot of excitement. What's next? Tell me what your goal, like what's Johnny Lazarus's goal between now and the end of the Rangers season. What's his goal between now and the end of uh, 2024? I mean, I wasn't expecting such a heavy hitter, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, for me personally, I just, keep trying to do as much as I can. I keep learning new things about myself and kind of just about the landscape as well. Right. Like hockey is in this really unique time right now where, you know, two, three years ago, the rights get picked up by ESPN NHL. And it seems like more and more people want to cover the game. More and more people want to be involved in the game. And, you know, with that more opportunities become available. So, um, you know, I, I, I've always just kind of, said yes to every opportunity and I've always thought of new and unique ways to to innovate and, and create opportunities for myself. Like, you know, I've been doing this morning show now at Daily Faceoff, which started January 2nd. So it's been a little bit more than a month, which has been a lot of fun because, 
you know, I grew up as an NBA fan, like as a big Knicks fan, with, you know, along with the Rangers. And you know, I watched first take, I watched get up and there was never any hockey talk. So I always thought like, it'd be cool to do a, a morning hockey show. And we've done that. And it's been a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I never really know what's coming next, to be honest, like, uh, kind of day by day. And I know that's a, a cliche answer, but, um, you know, you just never really know what opportunity is, is out there until it comes. So, um, yeah, just really try never to... know what opportunity is out there <laughs> till it comes. And let's face it, cliches as annoying as they are, quote unquote, win championships. So I applaud you there, folks. I guess a lot going on. Make sure you're following along. Jay Lazzy 23. Any shout outs before I get you out of here? Um, just shout out to everyone who kind of has been following along my stuff. I, I really appreciate it. And Let's it goes go. a long way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what, what makes this so enjoyable. So then thank you, maniac. Appreciate shout out you to too. Jay Lazzy's fan base, which, which only greets him with positivity and encouragement at all times. Not always, but it's nice <laughs> when they do always here, always here. And we always got positivity and encouragement for Mr. Lazzy. When he stops by, make sure to follow him. Jay Lazzy 23, Johnny, make sure to go have a good night now. All righty, folks. Always good to catch up with our man, Jay Lazzy23. Make sure you're following him on all platforms. Make sure you're following Justition at Justition on all platforms. And we got our shout outs and sign offs, folks. This train never stops, but this love never stops. Shout out to our guy, Wake Jockins, on our engagement. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Jockins getting it done, proving that this love never stops and this romance never stops. Everyone go make sure to have a good night.